Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 94 of the Compassion and Cucumbers podcast. I'm Christine. And I'm Sam. And today is my birthday. Yes, it is. Happy birthday. Thank you. And Did you have a good day? So far, my day has been pretty fantastic. Awesome. We went and... Uh, Got me, uh, got ourselves a, a car for, yeah, we for my birthday. We did. Yeah. I mean, so. not actually for her birthday. No. <laughs> it just happened that. It just happened to work out to that work way. To work out that way. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So that was a fun day. And I don't know if you've purchased a car recently, really purchased a car at all, but that process takes so long. Yeah. And I really can't understand why. There's a whole lot of waiting around while people... Do well, things. Yeah. You know, there are processes that must be followed yeah. and, you know, things that must be done. So yeah. So it was, it was like a fun process. Four or five hour ordeal. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we did see some really cool cars in the process. We did. Not yeah. not the one that we bought. Well, the one we bought was Well, the cool. one that we bought is cool. I'm very excited to yes, it's get to drive it. Used. New it to us. Used. New to us. That's yeah. right. But there were some really cool, like, almost futuristic looking EVs in the showroom and it was kind of fun to check those out. It was. They have this new Hyundai electric car called the Ionic. Yeah, and the instrument panel was like two iPads. Yeah. put together. Yeah, it's like nothing you've seen in yeah. any car up to this point. Very futuristic. Very. And all the like lights, the headlights and the tail lights and everything were like these like LED clusters. They were yeah, they so were weird. super cool. The the lights I really liked. Yeah, I liked the look of them. But yeah, the iPad, the two iPad instrument panel freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I would think that that would be distracting. I I think it would be too. Yeah, but then again, we've never tried it, so we don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. But it was really cool to look at them. It was. Yeah. And uh, of course, while we were waiting for the car to be, you know, detailed and inspected and all of that, mm -hmm. we went to lunch. Yeah. And so I got to treat Christine to a birthday lunch. Which was delicious. Yes. We went to a place that was completely new to us. We went to Pio Mine and Greens. Yeah. Which is a little pizza slash sandwich slash salad place. Yeah. It's a franchise. Mm -hmm. In yeah. Orchard Park. Mm-hmm. And so we got a build-your-own pizza mm -hmm. and also a build-your-own salad mm -hmm. uh, so we could share those two things. And I have to say, I was really pleased. I was too. First of all, they have vegan cheese. They have uh, Daya mozzarella, yep. which they keep in a separate refrigerator so there's no cross contamination, which is beautiful. Yeah, because it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a subway deal where everything, you know, all the ingredients are out on the thing, and you go down the line and you right, pick. and you pick you pick all your stuff. Yeah, but so that there's no cross contamination with the vegan cheese and regular cheese, uh, or any other uh, animal product. Yeah. that they might have, they keep it completely separate, which is really cool. Which is really great. Yeah, and then at the end, when. One cool thing at the end, they ask you if you want like special toppings on your pizza. I'm like, what special <laughs> toppings? I thought we chose, you get like fresh basil and cracked pepper and all kinds of. Which we did. Yeah. And they have actually a separate cutter mm -hmm. for dairy-free pizzas. Which is just great. Yes. It's just great. Yeah. And there I were a lot that. of topping options. There were several vegan sauce options, mm -hmm. which was great. Yep. Um, also, several vegan dressing options for the salad. Mm -hmm. So I appreciated all of that. The staff was really nice and friendly. The they were. price point was decent and it the was. food was good. 
yeah, I I give it I give it five stars. Yeah, I really enjoyed it and would definitely go back there again. Yeah, I'd go back there again too. For her franchise, I thought they do a really good job. Absolutely. Yeah. And when it came to the pizza, I was particularly fond of the crust. It was yeah. nice and thin and really like both kind of crispy and chewy. Super thin, and they have a brick oven, which is cool. So they make your pizza while, it, like, they put the pizza on a peel, mm-hmm. the the uh, raw crust on a peel, and yeah. then you're sliding down the thing, and they're asking you what you want on it. It's really kind of a fun process. Yeah. And then you get to the end, and they put it into this brick iron, or brick iron, this um, brick, brick oven. oven, pizza oven, and you can watch your pizza spinning around inside this brick <laughs> oven, which is really kind of cool. And it only takes like a couple of minutes and then out comes your pizza. It's like perfectly cooked. Yep. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah. So thanks for lunch. No problem. And so then we went back to the dealership and picked up the car and drove home. Mm-hmm. And here we are. So let's, oh, well, let's update you on our live trivia event. Yes, indeed. That we had this just this past Friday. It was a lot of fun. I think it was a success. I think so, too. Yeah, we ended up with four good, good-sized teams. Yep. And I think everybody had a really good time. Mm-hmm. Food provided by Annette from Vegan Eddie's. Was the deli fantastic. food. She made deli platters with sandwiches and wraps and her own homemade pepperonis and cheeses. And she had fruits and crackers and mm-hmm. it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. If you're listening, Annette, thank you again so much for providing the food for our trivia night because it was a hit. Yes, it was. Yeah. As several people said, hey, I, we thought we were getting light refreshments. This is dinner. Yeah. You know, which was really cool. Yeah. I thought it was good to have, you know, some more substantial food for mm-hmm. people. Yeah. You know, so go keep, them, keep them well fed and, you know, so their brains are working. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, I think people enjoyed the questions. There were some difficult ones. There were. There were some not so difficult there ones. There were. People had a lot of fun with it. You know, if people didn't know the answers, they were putting funny answers, yes. which was fun. Yes. So, um, yeah, we had a really good time. And two of the teams ended up developing kind of a rivalry oh, yeah. thing a going on. So we have rivalry. a feeling there's going to have to be a rematch at some point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. they're they're demanding a, re- a rematch. All right, well, we'll make that happen. Yeah. So yeah, so thanks to Marcy at the Vegan Center there in Tonawanda and everybody that attended. Thank you so much because we had just had a blast. Yes, we did. Yeah, and it's worth noting that uh, when we were up in North Tonawanda for the trivia night, we took a trip to Good and Evil, oh, one yeah. of our favorite places to go anytime we are in the Tonawanda area. Mm-hmm. So. We head into Good and Evil, and lo and behold, I thought I had it in my head what I was going to get because I was determined not to get the same burger that I got the last two times (laughs) that I got that I was there. And of course, you know, Sean did his usual thing and threw up all kinds of specials. Yeah, he does daily specials, and he usually runs them for a week. Yeah. But they're always like some far out thing. True. Yes. And so anyway, this week the specials were in the Chinese realm of uh of cooking and mm-hmm. so I went ahead and got the sweet and sour chicken with uh vegetable lo mein. Mhm. And it was ridiculous. It was delicious. Sam was Sam so let good. me try it. His his chicken product that he makes, it's all in-house made. The texture, the little crisp on the outside was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. 
yeah. perfect. And the vegetables were all super fresh mm-hmm. and very much al dente. The noodles were great. The sauce was lovely, neither too salty nor too sweet, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. Yeah. As I got towards the end of the plate, which was huge, by the way, it this was. was a massive plate of food. It was. It did get a little too saucy for me on the bottom. Yeah, but that's just you. But that's it, just me. It, wouldn't, that's, it, wasn't, it wouldn't have been too saucy for me. No, that's no. not a critique of the food. That's mm-hmm. just, oh, it got a little saucy for me at the end because yeah. I don't like my food heavily sauced. Right. And that's true of everything, whether it's pasta or dressings or I mean, or salads yeah. or anything like yep. that. I don't like a lot of sauce. Yeah. But it was just absolutely exquisite from start to finish. Yeah. And I got the souvlaki pita. Yep. You did. Yeah. With his pea protein chicken slices mm-hmm. and lettuce and his own uh, in-house vegan tzatziki mm-hmm. and his own vegan feta mm-hmm. it, and dressing. It was really, really good. Really hit the spot. I nice. mean, it was probably the best Greek pita I've had. Nice. Yeah. That's and great. then, of course, I had to get it with the side of French fries because I just, I can't keep myself away from French fries. Well, that's fine. Yeah. There's no need to. They were good. Yeah. They were good. Yeah. I did not have a bite of Christine's souvlaki wrap because I I, I had enough to be getting on with, <laughs> with my lo mein and sweet yeah. and sour chicken. So, yeah, but it was absolutely outstanding. And then as uh, a trade, uh, whenever we go to Good and Evil, I bring Sean some ginger candy mm-hmm. um, that we introduced him to at a pop-up market last year. And so I go in and I give him ginger candy and he gives us a dessert. And so this time around, uh, he gave us one of his bread puddings and we didn't eat it while we were at Good and Evil. We were too, it was too much. We were way too full. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we brought it home and we had it the next day, warmed it up. And I have to say, I've never had bread pudding before. I don't think I have either, but if that's what bread pudding is, I'm on board. Me too. It It was gorgeous. Yeah. Um, It was just soft and buttery and appley and cinnamony and there was a wonderful tartness of like craisins and golden raisins mm-hmm. and this beautiful lemon sauce on it. Yeah, it like was, a lemon drizzle oh, kind of thing. It was just crazy good. Comfort food. Comfort food. And as I was yeah. eating it, I'm like, I want this for breakfast, like in the fall. It would, on yeah, a would... chilly Sunday morning. With some tea or coffee, just give me a big plate of this because, oh my God. Yeah, it would make a fantastic breakfast. It really would. Yeah. And it's also a fantastic dessert. Yeah, with the fruit and... Oh, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Just beautiful. So... Yeah, so... Sean, once again, you've done it. Not like we're surprised. Yeah. not. If you're ever in the Buffalo area, do not sleep on Good and Evil Vegan Eats. Their food is really out of this world. It really is. Yeah, it's next level. Yes. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. So what else? Oh, happy 4th of July, everyone. Yes. Uh, My nephew said to make sure to remind everybody to put out milk and cookies for Captain America tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the boy who is getting married at the end of this week. He is. So much going on. We have so much going on this week. So much going on. Yeah. Uh, We have a kind of a positive update on the Asha Farm Sanctuary Tracy Murphy case. Yes, we do. Yeah, not to just, you know, not to switch gears super quickly or anything. Well, you do that. That's, yeah, that's your thing. Yeah, I yeah. can do that. I roll with it. It's all Yeah, good. but it turns out that the Cornell Law School 
is filing a lawsuit challenging the gag order. Yes. That the judge placed on Tracy. Absolutely. As unconstitutional. On June 21st, Cornell Law School's First Amendment Clinic filed a lawsuit in Niagara County Supreme Court on behalf of Tracy Murphy, animal rights activist and founder of Asha's Farm Sanctuary in Newfane, New York. The suit, which is an Article 78 petition, challenges a gag order Newfane Town Court Justice Bruce Barnes imposed on Murphy, restricting her First Amendment rights while she awaits trial on a misdemeanor larceny charge stemming from a dispute over the ownership of two cows. It does seem a little unusual that there's a gag order on a misdemeanor larceny charge. Yes. Doesn't it? It does. So the gag order imposes a blanket ban on uh, Murphy's use of any form of social media, which the order defines to specifically include Facebook and public billboards, etc., while the criminal case against her is pending. Murphy's suit challenges the gag order on several grounds, including that the gag order is an unconstitutional prior restraint of speech in violation of the First Amendment, that the order is unconstitutionally vague and overbroad, and that the order violates New York bail laws. This article goes on to say the ability to interact with others on social media, whether that be through liking posts, commenting, or perusing timelines, is critical to the exercise of First Amendment rights in the modern day. That, is, that comes from First Amendment Clinic Summerfellow Eamon Naga. And Eamon goes on to say, by blocking Murphy's ability to use social media and express her views publicly, the gag order effectively strips Murphy of her voice. It also sets a dangerous precedent for other criminal defendants to be unlawfully silenced too, regardless of whether they share Miss Murphy's views about animal rights. Stated Murphy, Asha's Farm Sanctuary is founded on spreading hope and love. The gag order is inhibiting my ability to do just that, as well as my ability to fundraise for the sanctuary and advocate for myself and the animals I care so deeply about helping. And the Supreme Court has made very clear that blanket gag orders like the one Miss Murphy challenges are unacceptable under the First Amendment. And this comes from Christina Nietzsche, a Stanton Fellow at the First Amendment Clinic and Counsel for Murphy. Courts cannot pick and choose who gets to enjoy free speech rights based on factors like politics and personal lifestyle differences. For the First Amendment to mean anything, we must all have these rights, vegans and ranchers alike. Murphy is represented in this suit by Nietzsche, assisted by Clinic Summer Fellows Naga and Karim Elizabeth Herrera. The matter is pending in Niagara County Supreme Court as Murphy v. Barnes. Murphy is represented in the parallel criminal matter by Chris Carraway with the Animal Activist Legal Defense Project at the University of Denver Sturm College of Law, Wayne Sung of Direct Action Everywhere, and Bonnie Clapper, former federal prosecutor and current member of the Direct Action Everywhere legal team. Murphy's criminal defense team previously challenged the same gag order before Justice Barnes, as well as an earlier version of the gag order, Town of Somerset Justice Pamela Ryder, imposed at Murphy's arraignment. Yeah, so it definitely seems, I mean, in my opinion, I'm not a lawyer, obviously, but it seems like her First Amendment rights are being infringed upon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. From the moment I learned that she was under a gag order, that just felt very... 
suspicious yeah, to me I mean, and it, very very biased. Yeah, it's um, one it's one thing to say, look, you can't be discussing this case in public. That I understand. Right. But for her not to be able to fundraise, not to be able to talk about her sanctuary. Not be able to use Facebook. Yeah, not be able to post on Facebook uh, animal rights information and yeah. stuff like that. I think that totally is squelching her First Amendment Yeah, rights. it's definitely going too far. I yeah. mean, if you're going to say you cannot speak specifically about details of the case, that's one thing. Right. That's okay. Yeah. That's fine. Because that's also a very common restriction. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't see any issue with that at all. But to, like, in a blanket sense, restrict her freedom of speech, I think is a, a it's a problem. Yeah. So I hope that they have some success with that suit. Let's hope that the courts agree. I hope so. Yeah. We'll keep you posted. We sure will. Oh, moving on to our recipe. We have a recipe this week from our vegan kitchen. And the recipe from our vegan kitchen this week is Christine's take on the crunch wrap. That's right. With all this hoopla surrounding the Taco Bell, their recent run of their vegan crunch wrap, I thought it might be fun to take a stab at making one at home. I also thought this would be a good way to use up the leftover mushroom lentil walnut meat that we have left over from my sister's listener recipe from last week. Yeah, we made tostadas with it earlier in the week, and they were wonderful. And then Christine used them in these crunch wraps, which were also wonderful. Mm -hmm. And we still have a substantial amount of mushroom lentil walnut meat left. It's going to be frozen for future use. For future use. Yeah. So that'll be great. But these crunch wraps, I have to say, first of all, when Christine brought them out of the kitchen um, to serve them, they were so beautifully folded and <laughs> like grilled, and I don't even know exactly how you made them, but they were so picture perfect. Were they? Oh, oh they were beautiful, oh. absolutely beautiful. And she had them set up around this little mound of guacamole with some green onions sprinkled over them. They were just absolutely beautiful. Oh, the presentation was there. Then, the huh? presentation was absolutely there. Awesome, yes. and uh, you'll see pictures. I'll post pictures. I even took some video. So there'll be some video and pictures on our socials so you can uh, peruse those. And if you would like the recipe for my crunch wrap, because I did develop a cheese sauce Mm -hmm. and I did a riff on Dustin Harder's vegan sour cream. Super cool. So I'm going to include that recipe on our Patreon for our patrons. So if you'd like to get your hands on any of the recipes that we do for mm-hmm. our from our Vegan Kitchen series, become a patron on our Patreon page, and um, they're all yours. Yes. Yeah. And let me tell you, if you are ever kind of jonesing for Taco Bell, this crunch wrap of Christine's far exceeds the Taco Bell crunch wrap. <laughs> it's so much better. It still kind of scratches that fast food itch. Sure, sure. You know, but it's so much better than anything you're going to get at a at a Taco Bell. Yeah, they so. turned out really well. And they did. It, you know, I've been meaning to make one. I've watched so many videos of people making crunch wraps. I mean, I can't even tell you. I enjoy watching people make them because yeah. they're fun. Yeah. And um, I kept saying to myself, I got to try to make a crunch wrap. And then this Taco Bell thing kind of like kicked it into gear for me. Sure. That and paired with the fact that we had all that leftover lentil walnut mm-hmm. stuff. 
um, I'm like, this is a perfect opportunity for me to try the it crunch really wrap was. thing. So and it was beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So tasty. So satisfying. Loved it. Yeah. It's a fun recipe and I would highly recommend making this at home. Like this would be a fun recipe to make with kids because you can just pile stuff up on there and then fold it up. And mm -hmm. it's a fun recipe. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for making them because they were really tasty. Well, thank you for eating them. Hey, you know, I never have <laughs> trouble with that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to move on to our noteworthy section? Let's do it. So first up in our noteworthy section is a celebrity chef bans all vegans from his restaurant after a customer complained about her meat-free meal. Yeah. Yes. And according to this chef, they, meaning vegans, mm -hmm. can F off. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. So just to get into this a little bit, we are talking about... UK-born celebrity chef John Mountain uh, posted a Facebook notice that reads, Sadly, all vegans are now banned from fire for mental health reasons. We thank you for your understanding. <laughs> fire, spelled F-Y-R-E, is the restaurant that Mr. Mountain runs in the northern Perth suburb of Connolly. His statement on social media explained why non-meters are no longer welcome. A young girl reached out to me and said she was coming to the restaurant and asked if there were vegan options, he said. It was my only shortfall. I said I would accommodate her. I said we had gnocchi, vegetables, and that was that. On the Saturday in question, Mr. Mountain said he forgot about the woman's request because he had been busy catering a private party. His sous chef was not happy that evening, scolding him for, quote, not telling them about the vegan customer. On Sunday, the young woman lodged a complaint, which stated, My only option was the vegetable dish. It was okay, but not that filling, and I was shocked to see it was $32. She wrote in her complaint via a direct Facebook message, as reported by Per Now. I think it's incredibly important nowadays that restaurants can accommodate everyone and not be able to have actual plant-based meals shows your shortcomings as a chef. I hope to see some improvements in your menu, as I have lived in Connolly for quite some time and have seen many restaurants come and go from that building and none of them last. If you don't get with the times, I don't hold out faith that your restaurant will be the one that does." It seems the restaurant took the woman's complaint to heart. They say, as for vegans or vegetarians being a very low minority, especially in the northern burbs, I try to accommodate everyone else, its response stated. Thanks for your negative review. Please feel free to share your experience, and I look forward to not seeing you again. Yeah. How very childish. You and all your vegan mates can all go and enjoy your dishes in another venue. You are now banned. <laughs> that seems like a rational reaction to what seems like a, a valid bad review. Yeah. A $32 plate of vegetables? Come yeah. on. Come on. Yeah. Um, so, Yeah. If, if you were thinking about going to fire, if you are in the Perth area and were thinking about going to fire, I would say, um, <clears throat> look elsewhere. An interrelated story. <laughs> this isn't working out very well for the chef. Uh, apparently his girlfriend left him because of all of the, the backlash. There really isn't a whole lot more to say about that. He says his girlfriend left him because of all the backlash from all the vegans. 
My guess is it sounds like the guy's a bit of a jerk and his girlfriend finally had enough. But that's just my opinion. I don't know the guy, but it seems like from his response to this uh, review that he's not the easiest guy to get along with. Well, the thing is, you got one small detail wrong. What's that? His girlfriend didn't break up with him. He broke up with her. Really? Mountain said he broke up with his girlfriend because she just kept breaking down. And I thought, well, that's the last thing I need. I've got enough vegans on my back. Oh, oh, oh. So he used the vegans to break up with his girlfriend. Yes. He's not a nice man. No, no. It certainly doesn't sound that way. So, you know, again, if you were considering fire go elsewhere. I would reconsider. <laughs> yeah, definitely reconsider. I'm sure there are plenty of other wonderful options in Perth. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there are. I just yeah. thought that was a pretty interesting story. It, it It is interesting. And, you know, honestly, it leads right into our main topic. Yeah, let's let's move on to our main topic. It really does, because it's just, it's a perfect segue into the main topic. I agree. Yes. So our main topic this week is we are going down the vegan Reddit rabbit hole. Yes. And we're perusing the vegan subreddit of the AITA Reddit. And if you're not familiar with that, it's the am I the asshat? <laughs> I'm saying asshat. It's another word. Subreddit on Reddit. Now, if you're not a f- familiar with Reddit, it is, it's like a forum from the old forum days of the internet where people can pose questions. This particular subreddit is where people pose questions and ask, you know, was I the jerk in this situation? So there's a vegan subreddit of this subreddit. And there's some interesting uh, situations. Yeah. So I thought we would peruse some of them and maybe um, give our opinions on whether we think that person is an asshat or not. Right. And and before we do that, I would like to preface that our opinions mean nothing at all. No, just to us. Just to us. <laughs> so these are just our thoughts. Yeah. You can form your own opinions. That's right. And we hope that you will. So I have to say that I was completely unaware of any of this. I, I yeah. don't. Reddit. Uh, I know that Reddit exists. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got that much, but yeah. I didn't know about AITA. I didn't know there was a vegan subset. Oh yeah. So you know, Christine sends me links to all of these stories, and it's really pretty funny. So this this could be an interesting ride. Yeah. So the first situation that we're we're gonna give our opinions on is: um, Am I the asshat? For lying about a food allergy. So here's the story. I'm vegan. Have been for over five years. I'm lucky to live in a major city with a plethora of entirely or partially vegan restaurants. But when I visit my family in rural Pennsylvania, my options become non-existent. Attitudes toward veganism here range from ignorance to outright hostility. I try to avoid eating out with my family when I'm home at all costs, but sometimes it simply isn't avoidable. For example, my sister's wedding rehearsal dinner. My sister had her dinner at the foremost fine dining establishment in this town. It's a big old tavern that bills itself as a French-influenced steakhouse. Menu fare is 
every imaginable cut of steak drowned in butter with some chicken and fish drowned in butter, plus sides of veggies and mashed potatoes that are, yes, smothered in butter. The one or two vegetarian dishes are buttered and drowned in creamy sauce. Given that my little brother used to wait tables here, I know that they frown upon substitutions and don't use much veggie oil for the sake of quality. I've had two negative experiences here, too. I tried to explain my vegan diet the first time here in depth, yet my sad little plate of steamed broccoli was drizzled with butter and my iceberg lettuce salad came with ranch. The second time, a chef came out personally and promised me that his tomato pasta dish was vegan, only for me to find that they'd swirled Parmesan cheese into the red sauce to disguise that they'd accidentally sprinkled it on top. That incident broke my trust completely. Yeah, it would mine too. Yeah. For my sister's dinner, I called ahead and told the chef that I have life-threatening food allergies to meat proteins, dairy, including butter, and egg. Finally, they took me seriously. I was served a dish of plain pasta with salt and pepper and fruit, which sucked, but I appreciated the consideration. For those allergies, though, they had to scrub down the entire kitchen, clean the fryers, check the ingredient lists of their products, etc. That prep apparently cost them an extra two hours, and I didn't realize this. They charged my parents, who are paying for the rehearsal, an extra several hundred for their time. My sister and parents are livid. I already sent my mom the several hundred needed to cover the extra cost, but they're upset at me for lying and humiliating the chef and restaurant whom they have close ties to. My sister's wedding is this weekend, and something tells me that it's going to be tense. Personally, I think that if the restaurant is going to continue with their ignorance and inconsideration, they got what they deserve. A-I-T-A for ensuring my needs are met. I say no. This person is not in the wrong if the only way they could be assured that they would have something to eat at this dinner and his family were not extending, you know, to this chef who they apparently have a relationship with, that that please, please make a vegan meal for my son mm-hmm. so that he has something to eat for the rehearsal dinner. Yeah. That, you would think that that'd be a simple thing to do. You would. You know, make a pasta with a red sauce that has no cheese. Yeah. Or something. You know, with a side of some good bread and no dairy butter. And some vegetables. Yeah, and some vegetables. It shouldn't really be that hard. One wouldn't think. Yeah, and I'm sorry that this person's family is livid over the whole thing, Mm -hmm. but I think that they're lacking a little bit of understanding where his vegan needs come into play, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I mean, and it would be a little bit different if... The chef had not tried to disguise dairy yeah. in a pasta dish beforehand yeah. and, and knowing that they had disguised dairy, yeah. which I have to say, that's just dangerous because there actually are people who have serious allergies yeah. to dairy. And um, that's not something that should be hidden. There's a reason that dairy is among the the major allergens that must be listed on yeah. every package of food. Yeah. Um, it also kind of makes me wonder, did that kitchen really do all those things that they said they did? You I know? don't know. I mean, as uh, ignorant that they as they seem to be to what vegan food is, 
I just I just don't see them going through all that that they said that they went through. You know. Well, I I can't comment on that because yeah. I don't know whether they did or not. Yeah. And so at face value, I would rather assume that they did do the things that they said they did in order to protect this customer who had supposedly life-threatening allergies. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we're we're both falling on the no, this person is not an asshat. No. It was a little extreme to say that he had allergies. Well, no, I don't think it was extreme to say that he had allergies. I think was it was ex- a little extreme to say that they were life-threatening. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe that's if he had just said he has allergies yes. and not life threatening allergies. Right. It, we may it may have been different. Right. So yeah. I, I so asshat? No. I don't think so. I don't think there's anything wrong with making sure that your needs are met. Yeah, and I, I feel bad for this person that his family totally disregarded him when it came to the food for the reception or yeah. for the um rehearsal dinner. Yeah. You know? It just seems I don't know. A little uncaring of them. It's inconsiderate, certainly. Yeah. 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 All right. Our next situation. Am I the asshat for not including vegan dishes in our Easter dinner? I, a 48-year-old female, recently hosted an Easter dinner for my family and invited my cousin Rachel, who is a 50-year-old female, alongside with her son, who is a 16-year-old male, who is vegan. Rachel invited her her brother-in-law, Richard who's a 50-year-old male, who is also vegan. I forgot to make vegan dishes, and unfortunately, both of them showed up. Richard couldn't bring anything, and Rachel only brought a small meal for her son. So there wasn't anything I could really make. Rachel called me an asshat for not preparing ahead and accommodating them. Am I? Okay. The one thing that gets me here is you're hosting an Easter dinner for your family. This is something that you are likely planning. This is probably not something that you're just throwing together at the last minute. No, no. And you're going to know who is attending. She, this person invited them. Yes. The cousin, the cousin's son, and the cousin's brother-in-law. Yes. And so if you know that three vegans are coming to your Easter dinner and you do not have even one dish mm-hmm. that is appropriate for vegans. Yeah. I'm sorry, but a little bit, yeah. If she I think if this person hadn't said I forgot to make vegan dishes, <laughs> how do you forget you have three vegans coming to dinner? You don't. You probably don't. No. I mean, especially when they're related to you. I mean, right. this is a cousin and her brother-in-law and yeah. Their son, and I mean, you know, it's it's people you know, it's people you're familiar with. Yeah. It's not you know, brand new people coming into your life all of a sudden. Yeah. So, I don't know if I would go so far as to say asshat because I I think that's a little strong. Yeah. But it was certainly inconsiderate to not have at least one thing. I mean, if nothing else, just a big salad. 
Yeah, make a big green just salad. Just make a big green with, salad. With lots of nuts That's and maybe, right. you know, chickpeas. Or, That's right. You know, and you know what? It's it's Easter. You're probably having some kind of roasted potato. Right. Make the potatoes vegan. Put the potatoes on the salad and you're good to go. Yeah. I mean, come on. Make a vegetable side dish without yes. dairy butter. Exactly. It's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, so why I wouldn't necessarily go to asshat, I would say... It was a bit inconsiderate. Yeah, and it seems like most of the people who commented on this particular situation agreed yeah. that this person was a bit of an asshat. Yeah. One person said, because you say you forgot, which tells me you were aware of the fact that they're vegan. Right. And this person says, why would you invite someone you know that has dietary restrictions and not accommodate them? Yeah. So, yeah, unless this person has some form of dementia... <laughs> I really don't understand how you could forget that you have three vegans coming to dinner. Right. Yeah. And if you can't, if you didn't know what to make, ask them. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Situation number three. AITA for telling a vegan friend that after a cow dies, we eat them. (laughs) I, a 23-year-old female, was talking to a friend, a 26-year-old male, in a casual conversation. At the time, he was cooking dinner and was complaining that his curry was done before his rice. He added that he loves rice and always makes it, which wore out his rice cooker over time. I asked why he eats rice so much, to which he replied that it goes with everything. I disagreed and told him that it doesn't go with cheese. He said that he doesn't eat cheese. I was shocked, telling him how cheese is love. After I sent that, I realized that I effed up because I forgot he's vegan. I should have apologized at this point. He told me that cheese costs the life of many cows and calves. Naively, I replied that no cow has to die for us to get their milk. So he asked, what do you think happens after the cow can no longer provide milk? Jokingly, I replied, we eat them. He's stopped talking to me since. I felt terrible. I apologized later and told him that I do understand where he's coming from. He told me that I didn't or else I wouldn't contribute to it. I added that I don't eat meat that much, but he just continued to ignore me. After a couple of days, I still felt terrible, like I genuinely insulted him. I didn't want to lose a friendship over it. So I apologized again for the last time. A day later, he replied, it's not me you need to apologize to, it's the animals. At this point, I didn't know what to say. So two days later, I replied, sorry, cows. It's been over a month now. Still no reply. Yeah, and I guess the update is, I t- oh, her summation of the whole story is, I told a friend that cheese is life, forgetting he was vegan. He got insulted. After me apologizing multiple times, he asked me to apologize to the animals. I think both of these people may be overreacting. Yes. I also think... They need to speak in person because it sounds like they're texting each other. Yeah. And that is not a good way to resolve conflict. Agreed. Right? Was this person an asshat? I don't think I'd go that far. I think I think it's it seems like she forgot that he was vegan when she made the comment about cheese being life. And at that point, it sounds like she was slightly apologetic. Yeah, a little bit. But not maybe not apologetic enough. (laughs) Well, I mean, the thing is, number one, there are a lot of people who feel like cheese is life 
or as she puts it here, how cheese is love. Yeah. You yourself felt that way prior to going vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, you, I, you, I liked cheese. You're a big fan yes, of cheese. Yes. It's addictive. It is. And so, yes, I think, you know, the comment about cheese and certainly the comment about eating the cow and certainly the comment about no cows having to die to get milk mm-hmm. and all of those things. Yeah, insensitive, certainly. And well, it shows a little bit of ignorance. It also shows a bit of ignorance. Yeah, yeah there's no question. Yeah. So, Again, maybe inconsiderate and insensitive. I don't know about full-on asshat. Right. Um, And as for the vegan, I think possibly taking those comments a little too much to heart. A little too um, personally. A little too personally. Yeah. Um, You know, we have to acknowledge that, you know, not everybody thinks in the same way that we do. And they have the right to think in whatever way that they like. Mm -hmm. And it could be that she was very, you know, she was trying to make light of it, that she was trying to make a little bit of a joke. It could have been a little bit of uh, cognitive dissonance. A little bit of cognitive dissonance. Going on. Yes, absolutely. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to see this be a major rift. Um, in a friendship. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope they made up. I, I do too. I yeah. really hope that they managed to patch things up. Yeah. So again, I would go with, you know, insensitive, maybe ill-informed. Yeah. Um, but not uh, not all the way to asshat. No, no. I would say half asshat. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Are we going to do rankings now? Like, yeah, half... Like quarter asshat and <laughs> not an asshat. Yeah. Quarter asshat, half yeah, just, asshat, three quarter asshat, and full on asshat. Yeah, why not? All right. Uh, I think her response, sorry cows, probably did not go over well. Probably I not. also have to say... I realize that these are two pretty young people in, yes. their, in their early 20s that they've obviously never heard of risotto um, because risotto, risotto is cheese. rice and cheese. Yes. And can be made vegan. Certainly. Yes. So there's that. Yeah. There's a lot of ignorance going on here. They need to, they need to call each other on the phone and actually talk on the phone and stop texting, texting and, and each other. And look for risotto recipes. Yes. So I hope that they can resolve their differences and make a vegan risotto together. That would be great. I like that. All right. Our next Am I the Asshat? Am I the Asshat for forcing my vegan daughter to cook meat? I can just stop you right here. Well, when I originally... is yes. Yeah. When I originally post some of these scenarios to Sam, she did immediately say yes. And I'm like, wait, you have to read this scenario. You have to hear this scenario. My daughter, who is 16, has been vegan for about a year. Me, my husband, and her brother, who is 14, have tried to be as supportive as possible. We aren't a family that eats meat daily, so it wasn't that hard for me to accommodate her. When I do cook meat, I also make something else for her and keep the side dishes common for everyone. She does have some separate dishes, but most are common and I can clean it if I have to cook for her. A few months into her vegan lifestyle, she tried to convince us to go vegan and would get increasingly angry when we said no. Me and my husband shut that behavior down hard and told her that she can follow whatever diet she wanted, but she cannot expect others to. She sulked for a while, but stopped doing that. Last weekend, I cooked the family a big pot of chili, a small vegan one, and a large beef one, so that I can refrigerate it and use use it for next week. The next day, I found the fridge empty of both the chili and, it turns out, My daughter decided that we were being too callous about meat. She felt the smell was too much, 
when she opened the refrigerator door and that she can't eat anything from the refrigerator after that without gagging or puking. She told me that I needed to throw all the vegan food out in the fridge and restock them. Me and my husband were livid. Wasting food is never okay with us. And that was a lot of food. I told her I am going to continue using the vegan products that are in the refrigerator and she can either eat it or not, but I am not wasting food. That whole week, she kept making faces at dinner while she ate. Sounds like a typical 16-year-old. It does. As a punishment, here's where things get dicey. As a punishment, I gave her the recipe and told her she needs to buy them and cook it next weekend. She yelled and begged, but I stood firm in the end, and she did it. While the cooking was finished, I told her that wasting food is never okay in this house and pointed out that instead of X amount of meat being used, two times the amount of meat, since it seemed to be confusing, I meant as X amount in the pot that she wasted plus the X amount in the new one. I didn't purposefully make her put more than what was used previously. It was just she threw the food away, so we made her remake it. Now she started crying and yelling at me about how awful and disgusting I was because I not only forced her to buy meat, which she is very much against, I also forced her to cook it, and now I am also telling her that it was her fault. She's really upset about this, so I'm wondering if I went too far. Should I have picked a different punishment? My husband and brother definitely think what I did was right, while my parents think I was in the wrong. I thought I would put it to the vote. Am I the asshat? Yes. She's most definitely an asshat. Yes. To make her vegan daughter buy, not only buy meat, but cook with it. Yeah. Too far. She went way, too way far. Yeah. She went way too far. Now, to be fair, the daughter was wrong too. Yeah. She's acting, you know, like a... A belligerent 16-year-old. <laughs> you know, yeah. and no, she should not have thrown the food away. It was absolutely ridiculous for her to say that now all of the vegan products in the fridge were ruined and they should yeah. be replaced. That's way too far she as well. She was being very overly dramatic, yes. obviously. Yes. Um, and so while the daughter's actions were certainly wrong, the mother's response to it is is going way too far. Oh, yeah. Way too far. Way I, too far. I don't blame the daughter for being... Very upset. You know, make the daughter, you know, do extra work around the house or something. Sure. Make her pay for the ingredients sure. that were make wasted. Her pay for it. Sure. That kind of a thing. But you do not force a vegan to buy meat and then cook it. Yeah. That is just heinous. Yeah. And it seems like I don't know these people, but it seems like the daughter is an ethical vegan and the mother is considering it a diet. Yes. That's, that's, that's the vibe. That's it I'm, sounds like. Yeah, that's yeah. the vibe I'm Agreed. getting here. So, yeah, sorry, Mom. You're an asshat. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Your kid was wrong, too, but you went too far. Yeah. The kid is one-eighth an asshat. The mom is 100% asshat. Oh, yeah, no question. Okay, the next one we have. Am I the asshat for discussing veganism and bringing a vegan dish to Thanksgiving dinner? Early in 2020, I, a 22-year-old female, decided to go vegan. It was an idea I'd been toying with for a while, and being home by myself and having the time to figure it out, I decided to go for it. I have been vegan for 15 months now, and I love it. For Thanksgiving this year, my parents invited some extended family, and I offered to bring dessert. I made pumpkin pie, and yes, it was vegan. 
I honestly wasn't expecting to be able to eat much beside the veggies, but my mom surprised me by making the entire dinner, minus the turkey, vegan-friendly, meaning margarine instead of butter in the mashed potatoes, veggie broth for the stuffing, etc. I was delighted that she went to the effort. Dinner comes around, and I'm happily eating a full plate minus the turkey. One of my uncles noticed and asked why, and I told him I was vegan now. He rolled his eyes and told me it's not a real Thanksgiving dinner without turkey. My aunt, his wife, asked me why, and I explained my reasons, mainly that I think the industrial meat, dairy, and egg industries are needlessly cruel and I don't want to participate anymore. My uncle got offended at that and started accusing me of being holier than thou and started to spout out anti-vegan arguments, which I mostly ignored. My cousin said, wait, how are you eating the mashed potatoes? And my mom jumped in, explaining the recipe. My aunt started talking about how unfair it was that my mom had to spend extra time and money in the kitchen for me, even though my mom insisted it was her choice. I brought my pie out for dessert, and my uncle said, let me guess, this is vegan too? And I replied, yes, it is. He didn't try it, and neither did most of my family, and they complained about not getting a real dessert. Then most of my family left early, right after dessert. My uncle texted me this morning saying that my behavior was unfair and that I shouldn't be pushing my lifestyle on anyone. He accused me of ruining Thanksgiving dinner by preaching and serving fake food, accusing me of guilting my mom into going along with this phase. He said I made the whole dinner about me. His text has been weighing on me all day. This was our first time seeing extended family since everything went upside down, and maybe I should have kept my mouth shut or bought a normal pie that everyone could enjoy. Am I the asshat? No, this person is not an asshat. But her uncle is. Yeah, and I would say maybe she should read the room a little with her family, and maybe she shouldn't have brought up. Well, they brought it up. They brought it up. Yeah. They noticed that there was no turkey on her plate and right. asked why there was no turkey on her yeah. plate. So, yeah, no, it's not like she brought it up and it's not like she was preaching to them or anything. Nope. They asked a question. She simply answered it. That's right. And of course, I mean, and I believe it's perfectly logical for everyone at a gathering to assume that any food brought by a vegan is going to be vegan. Yeah. And the fact that the aunt got offended that her mom had to spend extra time and money. What extra time and money? Right. She used vegan butter instead of dairy butter in the mashed potatoes. Yeah. It's not a, really a recipe. No. I don't know if you've ever made mashed potatoes, but it's like, you don't even have to add butter you if you don't, don't want. You could use broth very easily. Yeah. You Veggie could, broth would be no problem. Right. Yeah. Veggie broth, a little bit of plant milk. Yeah. Bob's your uncle. Exactly. You brought Bob's your uncle back. Yeah, we're bringing back the Bob's your uncle. Alrighty then. <laughs> but yeah, I think the reactions of the aunt and uncle were way over the top. Yeah, for one to be like that at dinner and then to text her the next day. Yeah. Telling her that she ruined Thanksgiving. I mean, this yeah, guy seems like a drama queen. It, totally. And, you know, if the, the uncle and aunt want to prevent um, this kind of drama in future, number one, there's no reason that you need to pay attention to what is on your niece's plate. Number right. two, if you're so worried about having a real dessert, like bring a pie or cake yourself that is something that you would want to consume. Or go ahead and try the vegan pumpkin pie because 
you know what? I'll bet it was really freaking good. I bet it was too. And the and to call her food fake food. That's it, just insane. It's ignorance. It's complete, it's complete ignorance. And utter ignorance. You know, you at that correct. point I probably would have said, here's what's in it. Nothing in here is fake. Yeah. It just does not contain animal products. Right. Yeah. The idea <sighs> that if it does not contain meat, dairy, or eggs, it's not real is yeah. absolutely absurd. Yeah. So the answer is no. Definitely not. You are not an asshat, but yes, your aunt and uncle are a bit of asshats. Mostly the uncle. Yeah. The uncle is the asshat and the, the aunt is maybe an ass scarf. <laughs> okay. All right. I think we're just going to do one more. I have a lot of these. and We, we and do have quite a we few. We can make this a recurring thing. We can. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, like it. But I think we'll just do one more. Okay. You know, because so the episode doesn't go super long. That seems reasonable. Yeah. Um, this last one that we're going to talk about, which I think is a really interesting one. Am I the asshat for refusing to pay for my friend's meal at a barbecued restaurant as a vegan? I, a 30-year-old male, am vegan for the last six years for personal reasons. I never tried to force it on someone, not even my girlfriend of 28. She eats meat two to three times a week. I never told her anything about it. Same for every member of my family. Last week, I invited an old friend, who's 30, to go out. Since the dinner was on me, I proposed a list of restaurants convenient to me, vegetarian and vegan restaurants with fresh and great food. My friend was not happy with it, and he kept telling me he didn't want to go to a meat-free place. He had a barbecue restaurant in mind and kept pushing for us to go there. I told him that he has 364 days out of the year, times two meals a day to eat meat. And that one dinner without it will not kill him. It didn't convince him, and he insisted that we go to the barbecue place. So I told him, we'll go, but that I will not pay for your meal. He laughed and said, okay. We went to the restaurant. I ordered some sides, like mashed potatoes and so on, for 15 euros. He had a ribeye for 50 euros. It was the premium quality meat they had. We had a great dinner, even if I was a little frustrated to only eat side dishes. At the end of the dinner, when it was time to pay, I told the waiter I was only paying for my part. My friend then became very angry, telling me he thought that I was joking and that I'm a terrible friend. And this kind of stuff. I refused to pay for him, and we haven't spoken since. So am I the asshat here for refusing to pay for him? I don't think so, no. I don't think so either. He told the guy in advance, if you're going to eat meat, I'm not paying for your meal. Right. I think that... There was a, an opportunity missed for some compromise here. Yeah. Like, okay, so maybe the omnivore friend doesn't want to go to a meat-free place, but to go to a barbecue restaurant, barbecue restaurants are notorious for not having any vegetarian or vegan options. Right. So why not choose a restaurant that would satisfy both the omnivore's desire for meat and right. the vegan's desire for a vegan meal? There Seriously. are plenty of places. Go to Applebee's. Right. There are plenty of places <laughs> everywhere that have at least one solid vegan option yeah. on the menu. So I really but he think... Still wouldn't have paid for his friends and and that's meal. fine um that's absolutely fine that's a personal choice you know and a lot of vegans would make that choice you know i'm not going to contribute which means i am not paying for you to eat meat 
eggs and dairy. Yeah. And I don't think that's an unreasonable stance to take. I don't think so either, especially since he said ahead of time, look, if we're going to this barbecue place, I'm not paying for your meal. Right. And the fact that the friend thought he was kidding, obviously he doesn't take this guy's veganism very seriously. It sounds like he probably doesn't, even yeah. though, you know, he's saying he's been vegan for six years. So, you know, it's not a phase. Yeah. So, no, I do not think that um, the writer of this is is the asshat by any stretch of the imagination. And this just reminds me of a situation that I was in, I want to say, about a year and a half ago. Maybe it was last summer, actually. A friend of mine and I went to lunch at a cafe in town where they have both vegan and non-vegan options. Mm -hmm. And the friend in question is not vegan. And I had invited him to lunch, and so I was paying for lunch that day. And he ordered a vegan meal, even though he wasn't vegan. And I told him, I said, you know, it's it's okay. You don't have to order vegan food. I've mm-hmm. invited you to lunch, and I know what this place offers. Sure. Please eat whatever you want to eat. Yeah. He's like, I appreciate that, but you're paying for my meal, and... I don't think it fair to make you pay for meat, dairy, or eggs, given that I know what your beliefs are. I think that's that's a fantastic attitude. Like, seriously, I was yeah. floored, like, just completely floored, because I did not expect that at all. And that someone, you know, would even think about that. Yeah. Like, oh, I appreciate that you're paying for my meal, and you know what, I don't need to eat meat and cheese all the time. So yeah, I'll get something vegan. Yeah. That seems perfectly reasonable. Because not, you were paying for it. Yeah. But not only that, amazing. I don't, I think a lot of times people don't realize that the vegan options are delicious. So yeah. You're, you're actually depriving yourself. You by really are. Not trying the vegan option at restaurants that offer them mm-hmm. because in most cases they're good. Yeah. Unless you go to fire in Perth. Apparently. Where you get a $32 plate of vegetables. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, I think that's awesome. And I think that's a really great attitude to have. And the fact that you didn't, you know, that you told him that he didn't have to do that. And well, that no, he still... because it's not my place yeah. to force him to eat in a way that is unusual for him. Yeah, but I thought, I think that him respecting the fact that you offered to buy the dinner. so cool. That he was totally... so unexpected. Yeah, that he respected your ethics that much to not purchase animal products and make you buy, you know, pay for them. Amazing. Like, I was just, like, seriously, I still think of that day and I'm just like, wow, that was really freaking cool. That was really cool. Yeah. And I think that this guy... I wish his friend would have been that cool. I, I do you know? too. You or, know? or at least been understanding of the fact that he's not going to pay for your meal. Right. You know, you know, or yeah, it's like if you're, if you're picking a, a place that is so meat heavy and that is going to have next to nothing for your vegan friend to eat, like, how are you going to expect them to pay for your meal? Yeah. You know, you've, you've already dominated the restaurant choice mm-hmm. and now you expect the vegan who has been, in a way disenfranchised by the choice of restaurant. Yeah. You're going to make them pay for a meal that they can't even really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we vote no. You are not the asshat. Your friend is. But your friend is 100% asshat. Yes. Without a doubt. (laughs) He's asshat through and through. Yes. Yeah. Full on asshat. Yeah. So, 
yeah, like I said, we have a few other scenarios that came from that subreddit, but I think we'll save them. Yeah, we'll bring this back up because this is fun. It is fun. This is totally fun. And there's a lot to touch on. And the funny thing is I thought of doing this like a week ago, Mm -hmm. you know, wrote up the outline for the episode and all that jazz. And then just last night, a YouTuber that I like to watch, Unnatural Vegan, and I think I've spoken about her YouTube channel in the past, did something very similar. Oh, really? Yeah. She was reading through a vegan subreddit. It wasn't the, it wasn't, and I don't think it was the am I an asshat, but she was reading vegan subreddit situations. And I'm like, that's so funny. It's like, I don't know. It's like, uh, what do they call that? Shared consciousness or yeah. global consciousness. Oh, ab- or no, whatever. absolutely. Yeah. Shared consciousness. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting that, uh, Someone that I follow was doing the same thing that we were planning on doing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. We'll definitely be revisiting that. Yeah. Because this is fun. I actually really enjoyed like getting into these stories. Yeah. You know, just all these situations that we don't wind up in. Yeah. On a regular basis. Like they're just unusual and. Yeah. They are interesting. And I think it's, I think it's a, it's kind of a good exercise to like hash these out and like who was wrong and why were they wrong? Yeah. They bring up some good philosophical questions. Yeah. 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 So great idea. Yeah. Well, let's move on to uh, our reason to be vegan of the week. Sure thing. So uh, once again, this week's reason to be vegan is coming from 72 reasons to be vegan. Why plant-based? Why now? By Jean Stone and Kathy Freston. And this week's reason is in honor of Christine's birthday. So Christine Mm. has completed yet another journey around the sun. Yeah. And so this week's reason is number 36. You want to live longer than a caveman. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, yeah, cavemen didn't live very long, did they? I wouldn't imagine. Yeah. You've probably heard of the paleo diet, also known as the caveman diet. The theory goes that humans should be eating what they supposedly did two million years ago. That means copious amounts of meat, fish, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. We're on board with those last four items, but the first two, unfortunately, destroy all those good vibes. The paleo diet sounded revolutionary when it gained a cult following about a decade ago, but it's actually been around for years. Take the Atkins diet, which demonizes carbs while encouraging protein-rich meat and eggs. Sound familiar? Both diets shun nearly all whole grains and beans. And with both, you generally can't have even your favorite legumes, including peanuts, beans, lentils, and tofu. What does the science have to say about eating this way? In 2018, the European Society of Cardiology released the results of its landmark study comprising nearly 25,000 people over more than a decade. We found that people who consumed a low-carbohydrate diet were at greater risk of premature death. Risks were also increased for individual causes of death, including coronary heart disease, stroke, and cancer. These diets should be avoided. According to the study, when compared with people with the highest intake of carbs, those with the lowest intake had a 32% higher risk of all-cause death over an average 6.4-year follow-up. In addition, risks of death from coronary heart disease, cerebrovascular disease, and cancer were increased by 51%, 50%, and 35%, respectively. 
A study out of the University of Melbourne found that just eight weeks on the paleo diet can lead to high blood pressure, bone problems, high blood sugar, and diabetes. Meanwhile, a study published in the European Journal of Clinical Nutrition concluded that the diet increases levels of TMAO, a metabolite associated with heart disease. It gets worse. Another study found that after 10 weeks on the paleo diet, subjects LDL, the bad cholesterol, jumped by over 12%, while total cholesterol ballooned by more than 6%. As we know, elevated cholesterol levels are directly tied to an increased risk of congestive heart failure and a host of other chronic diseases. If that's what fewer than three months of eating meat, dairy, and eggs can do to your body, imagine what an entire lifetime could do. Let's put it this way. The average lifespan of a caveman during the Paleolithic era was about 30 to 35 years. I'm actually surprised they lived that long. Right? So if you want to truly live and die like a caveman, perhaps this diet is for you. But if you want to live a long and healthy life in the 21st century... Maybe you should stick to plants. I guess the answer to the question is yes, I do want to live longer than a caveman. And you already have. Yeah. Go me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Go you. Take that, caveman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. And that brings us to one of our favorite segments of the show. It's time for our listener shout out. Just want to give a shout out to all my fans watching. I love you guys. I love you. This week's shout out goes to Liz Ryan, a.k.a. Happy Crone. You might remember that we read an Apple podcast review from Happy Crone a while back. Well, now we know who she is. We received the kindest email from Liz last week, and we're delighted to know that she finds our show helpful and entertaining. She attended her very first VegFest in Durham, North Carolina recently, and met a rescue pig named Jolene. So Liz, go ahead, contact us with your t-shirt size and address so we can send you a CNC swag bag. You can do that by emailing us at compassionandcucumbers at gmail.com or DM Christine on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, Liz. And thank you so much for sending that wonderful email. It really made our day. It really did. It was just beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah. You just don't know. I may have said it before, but I'm saying it again. How getting an email from one of our listeners just makes me so incredibly happy and giddy. Mm -hmm. It does. When When I see something from one of our listeners in my inbox, a little... A little part of me just jumps up and down. Like, ooh, 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 somebody wrote us, somebody wrote us. Yeah. I love it. It is. So it's, it's super cool. Yeah. So if you're listening and you've ever thought of like emailing us about an episode or something you think we should be talking about or something, or you just want to say, hey, how's it going? Or you want to send me a happy birthday, you know, you could do that. Um, don't, you know, don't be shy. Yeah. Send it out because I love hearing from you people. Yeah. We do. We just love it. It's great. It is great. Yep. And that's it. That brings us to our housekeeping section. Hey, we want to try your favorite vegan recipes and we want to include them in our listener recipe segment. So email or DM us the vegan meals that you like to make at home. Send us the recipe so we can try them and let us know if you want us to share the recipe with our other listeners and we'll definitely pass it along. 
If you would like to support the podcast or to keep tabs on what we're doing, thinking, and where we're going, you can subscribe to our YouTube, our newsletter, um, our Patreon. Um, you can also follow us on Happy Cow. Uh, mm-hmm. We're doing a lot of reviews lately. I've been catching up on my Happy Cow reviews in the last couple of weeks, which yep. has been a whole lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, if you'd like to do that, you can find Christine at Compassion and Cucumbers, and you will find me um, at as C and C vegan. Yes, Sam was catching up on her happy cow reviews while we were stuck in the car dealership all it's day. It's true. Long. <laughs> yes, that time was not wasted. No. I was doing happy she, cow reviews. She didn't waste it. Mm-mm. Oh, and I have to say, on that note, we did manage to have a conversation with our salesman about veganism. We did. And I told him I could recommend some because he said he suffers from cognitive dissonance. Uh-huh. He didn't put it in that way, but he said that, you know, he eats meat, mm-hmm. he eats animal products, and he knows the terrible things that they're put through, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to think about it. Right. And I said, well, I can give you a list of movies you could watch that will help you to ease you into thinking about it more. Right. So that you can walk, you know, walk away from it a little bit. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. It was a good conversation. Um, where are we? Oh, we have a new fundraiser, which is only a couple weeks old, for Food Empowerment Project at our Buy Me A Coffee site. That's at buymeacoffee.com backslash cucumbers. If you're not familiar, Food Empowerment Project seeks to create a more just and sustainable world by recognizing the power of one's food choices. They encourage healthy food choices that reflect a more compassionate society by spotlighting the abuse of animals on farms, the depletion of natural resources, unfair working conditions for produce workers, and the availability of healthy foods in low-income areas. So if you'd like to support the Food Empowerment Project, you can do that by giving to our fundraiser at our Buy Me A Coffee. You sure can. I'd love to invite you to follow my Etsy site, Cucumber Craftworks. As I'm sure you've heard before, I do hand-knit scarves and hats, handmade jewelry, bead art. It's all vegan and made with a lot of love. And just recently, I started a new collection of items. These are stuffed animals. They're hand-knitted, huggable, lovable stuffed animals. They're adorable. And once I get them up on the site and running, which should be very, very soon, 25% of all proceeds made from the sale of these animals will go Go to benefit the Mockingbird Farm Animal Sanctuary. That is just, it's fabulous. So far, she's made this adorable cow. Named Cow Ramel. Cow Ramel, who's caramel colored. She's made this lamb that, oh my God, ridiculously cute. Luna the lamb. Luna the lamb. Because she's all silver and gray. You made, what was the other thing that you made? Bunny. Oh, the bunny. The sage green and pink bunny. Yeah. Bun bun. Floppy ears. Big long floppy ears. Adorable. And she's working on completing a puppy dog. Yes. Who will be named Oreo because he's black and white. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And there will be many more to come. And these will also be items that uh, can be custom ordered as well. Yeah. They're really cute. You got to check them out once she gets the pictures up on the site. Yep. They're that not up be, yet, right? No, that should be tomorrow. Okay. Hey, you want a listener shout out like Liz? Well, you can get one by sending us a DM or an email letting us know that you listen and tell us a little bit about yourself. I think I already said how much I love getting your emails. She really does. So if you want a listener shout it out. It makes her day. Send me an email and just, you know, tell me how great you are. 
leave us a review on your podcast app if it allows. And if not, see if they have a rating function and uh, rate us as you see fit. Of course, Christine would jump in here and ask for five stars, but I won't really do that. Yeah. Give Uh, us what you think we deserve. Exactly. Also, you can share the show with a friend or family member that you think would enjoy what we do or share our social media posts. It is the easiest way to support us or any content creator and it costs you nothing at all. Yep, and rounding out the housekeeping, we're asking you to join the AFA Vegan Voter Hub and give to them monetarily if you can. The Agriculture Fairness Alliance is lobbying on our behalf so that our vegan voices are heard. You want to make a real change on the upcoming farm bill? Join the Vegan Voter Hub. And that brings us to our sign-off. So there's nothing left to say but where cukes and compassion are always the fashion on the podcast. Thanks, James. Have a great week, everyone. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. We love you. Bye. The end. If you'd like to support the Compassion and Cucumbers podcast, well, you can do that by hopping on over to our Patreon page and becoming a patron. We have all the recipes from our Vegan Kitchen series up there, and we'll be adding some patron-only episodes in the near future. So thank you for supporting us at whatever level that you choose, and thank you again for listening to Compassion and Cucumbers podcast.